welcome to your Spiritual BFF podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Easter Johnson. Do you ever want to ask all your woo-woo, weird questions to someone, but don't know who to go to? Are you spiritually curious? Well, I'm your girl, here to guide you in all things spirituality, manifestation, crystals, energy healing, and more. Welcome to your awakening. Welcome back to your spiritual BFF and welcome if it's your first time listening. I'm your host, Hannah. I'm so glad you're here. Today, I'm going to be talking about crystal grids and full moons. So this was a listener request to discuss crystal grids. And so I thought I would also discuss how to use crystals in the full moon. Why are crystals often associated with the full moon and what that is all about? So let's dive in. The main question I got was what are crystal grids and how they are used? And so I just want to go over a few things that I know about crystal grids similar to all of my content, you guys, you could easily do a Google search on these things. But here is what I have to say about that. You come to people that you trust and you resonate with because they are going to say it and explain it and share their experience of it in a way that resonates best with you. That Google search is not as potent, is not as trustworthy, perhaps, And you're going to receive, what, 100,000 results in a Google search? So I'm so glad and just want to express my gratitude and appreciation that you come here to receive information in a way that resonates with you from somebody that resonates with you. And I'm just honored to be that person. Just wanted to make a quick note about that and express my gratitude for you all listening. So crystal grids, you will often see people creating their own crystal grids using something called sacred geometry. And this is what I do encourage you to Google is sacred geometry and look at like the images. Incredible, incredible. You'll see spirals, you'll see circles, you'll see squares and triangles, you'll see labyrinths. So many beautiful pieces of sacred geometry and even with like overlapping circles, which creates the flower of life, um, is a sacred geometry piece. And while sacred geometry can be a whole episode on its own, that is not my expertise. I know of it. I know my experience of it and what others have taught me about it and some research that I've done on my own out of also curiosity about sacred geometry and crystal grids. That is um, something you could certainly continue to dive deep into, but think about symmetry in general in nature, in flowers. Think about, oh, this is a great example of sacred geometry is putting a snowflake under a magnifying glass. Do you remember being infatuated with that as a kid? I don't know about you, but we would like cut out, you know, um, snowflakes out of paper, when I was a kid and decorate, you know, the classroom or home or whatever in in that and do like art projects with it in art class and create these beautiful patterns in the snowflakes. That is a beautiful example of sacred geometry. Um, Oh, the DNA, the double helix. That is another example of, so the belief I believe behind sacred geometry is that is sacred because it is natural and it is created by God, universe, spirit. And so a lot of people use these sacred geometry 
inspired grids, whether they're using a grid meaning it's carved into a piece of wood, it's maybe on a piece of linen and it's it's painted on. I know I have one like that that's like on a piece of like almost a kind of like cheesecloth. It's either cotton or linen and it has been printed. The Flower of Life, the sacred geometry called Flower of Life has been printed on it and I'm then able to like lay that on a tabletop or a flat surface or even on the floor and use that almost as a template of, of sorts, okay? So the sacred the sacred geometry is the template is the grid. Now you don't need a grid, quote unquote grid, like something in a piece of wood. I also have one of those, um, or like on, you know, a template, but you can create them without that as well. And I'll explain that in just a moment when I talk about full moons. So really all crystal grids are is a arrangement of crystals in a specific layout and with a specific intention. And I've talked about this a lot about your intention being everything. Uh, If you've listened to any of my Crystal for Beginners um, episodes, I talk about using crystals. It's all about your intention. If you're just haphazardly using them, if you're not even like, you know, having appreciation for them, or they're just like, I'm just going to sit this here, whatever, and leave it be, and you don't pay any mind to it. Okay, maybe that's what you get out of it. Maybe it does a little bit of its of what its natural properties are doing, but with your intention, we can really enhance the way crystals can support us in our homes when we wear them, and in this case, a crystal grid. So it's an arrangement of crystals with a specific layout and a specific intention, and it's all about supporting an intention of yours. So I know some people use crystal grids when they are doing a gathering, Okay, maybe they're 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 having a gathering of women and they're going to do meditation. I've actually seen this in a yoga studio too, where they've created a crystal grid at the front of the of the room, and somebody's created this grid with the intention of holding space for whoever shows up um, at that event. Or, like I said, if you have a gathering for meditation or, or a cacao ceremony, these are all places that you might see grids or might have the intention of creating a grid. But a lot of people create these in their homes too. So if you have a space in your home that you consider an altar of sorts, or maybe you don't like that word and you're like, I don't understand what that means. Maybe it's just a special place in your home where you keep a lot of things that are important to you, whether it's crystals, whether it's keepsakes from your travels, a memento from a family member, whatever that looks like. Maybe that's where you put your flowers. So a lot of people create what they call an altar of spaces in their home or like I said, somewhere they keep important things to them and usually on display somewhere that you're going to pass. So we're not hiding this away. We're not tucking this in the corner. And if you have a partner or a roommate of somebody that lives with you and you're like afraid that they'll see it and think you're wackadoodle do, you, they don't have to know that this is something you're creating over there. You don't have to say, oh, it's my crystal grid and my intention is to manifest more abundance. And so I, I used this grid to really enhance that intention and I meditate over. Okay, you don't just give them all the information. Like I just arranged all these great crystals that I have and I thought it looked pretty. So don't feel like you always need to over explain yourself. I just want to say that because um, to be frank, I used to hide all of my crystals, my oracle cards, like any like woo-woo kind of stuff around my house, my sage, if I had it in like my little abalone shell hanging out in my living room, I would put it all away when I have people to come over. Um, I was embarrassed because I thought they were going to think something of me. 
because I was still judging myself for being into this stuff, quote unquote stuff, (laughs) I was still afraid that somebody would think it was like witchy or witchcraft. And there's so much out there guys about like this, you know, oh my gosh, there's so much history, history. I can't get into that. Um, about witch and witchcraft. (laughs) I'm not saying I consider myself either of those things, but there's so much just misinformation out there about that kind of stuff. And just, okay, not going to get into it, but keep an open mind. And this is not me. I had somebody on my Instagram. um, I don't believe she was pointing it at me and she posted in her stories. It's not like she said it to me. This was like six months ago. Um, even before I started the podcast. So yeah, probably six or seven months ago, she was just posting these like nasty things and Instagram stories. Um, and this is something I know personally about like people glorifying like witchcraft these days by using crystals and people using herbs and worshiping the moon and all these things. And I was just like, wow, just the ignorance here is just incredible because, Looking back in history, right? She, she and she used religion as her main source of, of I guess rebuttal towards all of this of glamorizing witchcraft, um, just that people that were medicine women and healers and people that helped uh, doulas, um, birth keepers and things of the of the sorts, um, people that were into astrology, n- uh, native peoples, so indigenous peoples, like they were often like looked at as crazy because they had a deep connection with earth, with intuition, with animals. And they were deemed crazy because they were trying to get people to convert to, re- to their religion and wanted control over people. Okay, that's my soapbox about that. So I just encourage you to keep an open mind about some of these things. And if some of those fears come up, I get, I grew up in a Baptist church. <laughs> I need you to know, I grew up in a Baptist church. So I've been there, done that, of of, of having the fear of, oh no, what is someone going to think of me if I'm wearing a crystal even? Oh my gosh, are they going to think like I'm a devil worshiper? Because I grew up in in a church and in places with people that like believe those things and are terrified of some of these things. So just encourage you to keep an open mind and question everything. Even question what I am saying. Like I am not pretending to have it all together, but question even what I am saying and go with what resonates with you. And you get to kind of pick and choose and know what really rings true with you. I just encourage you, do not do it from a place of fear. Fear is not your friend. Fear can teach you a lot of things. Oftentimes our fear is actually not this big scary monster inside of us trying to keep us from something. It's actually a wounded part of us that's like, we're afraid and we need something. I do a great workshop. I haven't launched it again. I haven't set a new date called Meet Your Fears Workshop. It's an hour and a half over Zoom and it's a group workshop where we go through and talk about fear, what it is, how how it affects you and really what is happening when you have fear come up. So I'll eventually do one of those in 2022 again. But back to what we were talking about with Crystal Grids. Thank you for going along with me on that tangent. Um, it's all about your intention. This is about your intention. So a lot of people will write down an intention and put that in the middle of their crystal grid. Again, whether you have a template or you don't, you're going to create your own and do it intuitively. Beautiful. 
So your intention could be something about financial abundance. It could be an intention about love. It could be about finding a new home, a new career. It could be about your next level in your business. It could be about creating a um, more accepting relationship with your body. So you see how like the intention can be about literally anything. And when I say intention, you might be thinking, hmm, can I use this to manifest? Yes, you sure can. This can be a beautiful tool to put your manifestation in writing. A lot of people will fold it over, place it in the middle of their grid, and then start placing their crystals. Now, I've seen some people say, start from the outside in, do it intuitively. Um, when I have, like, I just did a crystal grid a couple days ago before a um, healing client came to my house. I just placed them in a way that I felt like would, I was choosing crystals based on intuitively what I thought would benefit her. And I set it out there. It was like in the, in the middle of, of the room on the, on a table nearby. And I started in the middle, but when I put my crystals out in the full moon, I actually start on the outside. I don't know why I do that. It is my, again, it is with intention. I'm not doing it mindlessly. I'm very doing it very mindfully. So that's the other thing to say is do this mindfully. You're not rushing to do this. You got five minutes or the kids are running around and you're like, you're trying to settle things down. You're like bringing chaos to that. So instead really finding some time to do this. And it's, it's a beautiful practice of going inward. Um, and this is where you get to start choosing the crystals, okay? And people, you know, how are they used? We just talked about that with the intention, but what do you use? Well, you're actually using crystals. And if you don't have a huge crystal collection yet, you may say, well, how do I do that? Well, this is a great opportunity for you to open up um, your intuition and trying to, um, and, and choosing some new crystals, Maybe you go crystal shopping and choose, ooh, I'd like to do a crystal grid, a small one. It doesn't need to be gigantic. It doesn't need to be, you know, 24 by 24. Um, the one I have right now is probably like 12 by 12. It's it's a 12-inch diameter because I chose a circle, so it's not 12 by 12. Um, so I, yeah, I would say with that one, I probably used like over 10 crystals, but you don't have to. That's, that's the cool thing too. This can be as small or as big as you want. I've seen people do them on floors. Um, if they're say they're going to have like a meditation, they're at a meditation studio or yoga studio, like doing them that way. Um, that's actually really beautiful. Um, I see multiple people, like if they're going to an event like that, bringing in their own crystals and everybody using their crystals together on the grid. So there's so many ways to do this. But if you're, especially if you're doing it at your home, you do have to have enough crystals to create even a small grid. Um, and this is where learning about your own crystals is really important. And I have, I don't, I think three episodes about crystals, crystals for beginners, um, parts one, two, and three. So go back and listen to those. Um, and if you want to know what crystals are associated with chakras and maybe some of like the basic properties of, of like some of the main crystals you might hear about, I go over a lot of that, I think in episode three three. It's one of my first, um, that might be the, my chakra episode. And I talk about which ones are connected with chakras. If you're interested in that, go take a listen. But this is when learning about your crystals is really beneficial because they all hold a specific energy and a specific, um, intention and they can be used for, for very specific things. And so you get to choose the crystals that support your intention. So if your intention is about love, you might choose crystals that are supportive of love. And this is what I have to say about that. If you're like, I don't know, I just, I just know rose quartz because it's pink and it helps me remember. 
choose intuitively. Choose intuitively which crystals feel good to you too. You don't need to be in a book the whole time because where are you at at that point or if you're Googling? You're in your head. You're not in your body. You're not in your heart and it's not as mindful. So some basic knowledge about crystals sure can help you, but in I would just guide you more to be intuitive about this. I certainly do it intuitively. Like for instance, the other day when I had a client coming to my home and we were doing a um, energy healing together, I was doing energy healing with her. I got the, I was going to go to, I did the grid in the middle, like the table between our chairs where we were going to sit and talk for a bit. And I felt really called to use a specific type of crystal. And I, I just intuitively knew that we were going to be talking about her throat chakra that I knew that was going to come up. So I was like, okay, I'm going to use the, the lapis lazuli because it's blue and we can often get a hint of how some crystals can be used associated with chakras. Although that's not, that's a rule of thumb that is not true in every case. Again, use it intuitively and lo and behold. (laughs) And I also chose to include a rose quartz in her grid because I could just feel just the intention of love, specifically self-love would be a theme as well. And, um, yeah, so I set that up very intentionally. And again, you could do this without a board or a grid. You can make it your own and just doing it mindfully. And again, people normally, if they're going to write down an intention, which I really love that, or a manifestation, putting it in the center and then grounding it with a crystal on top of it in the center. A lot of people like to use uh, like a clear quartz in the center to really ground everything. Again, use what you will intuitively. Let's talk about full moons and crystal grids. Um, I have been doing this intuitively before I knew what crystal grids were. When I put my crystals out in the full moon, and we often think about full moon versus new moon, putting your crystals out in the full moon because the moon is bright and it's illuminating the crystals and it's charging them. That's the intention with putting charging your crystals in a full moon, charging them with the energy of... Um, yeah, the moon. So, and cleansing them. It cleanses, it cleanses them as well. And I all, my crystal podcast, I talk about that, um, there too. And over on Instagram, I often talk about it and most full moons. I do, I do a few videos and slides, uh, in my Instagram stories. You can find me at Hannah Johnson coaching on Instagram. Hannah's with an H on either side and Johnson S O N. Uh, so I usually do a little something on the full moon to talk about like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Like, See, like I, I, last time it was pouring rain last full moon in December, pouring rain here. So you cannot put your water soluble crystals out in the full moon outside unless you've got them undercover, right? So instead I opened up my blinds and I put all of my water soluble crystals, which means they will dissolve or erode, um, in, uh, in water. So I put them on the windowsill on my back windows because that's where the moon sits most of the night in the back part of my house. So that, uh, that kind of content you can find over there. And I'm actually doing a full moon, uh, circle, a virtual full moon circle on the first full moon of 2022, which is on Monday, January 17th. So if you'd like to be a part of that, please email me, DM me on Instagram. Um, I'm only opening up to 15 folks. We will, um, it is $33. And what we will be doing is 
incredible. You will have so many magical moments during it. So we go through what this specific full moon is bringing up. And this is full moon in cancer, which is coming up. Um, that's, that's the one that we're doing. It will be full moon in cancer on Monday. And it is all about grounding. We are going to be, that is the intention of this full moon circle is rooting and grounding. And oddly enough, I guess not oddly. I don't know why I use that word. Interesting. Um, a goddess came to me when I was preparing this full moon circle. Goddess Selene. And Selene is the moon goddess. And I was like, oh, and I'm not somebody that's well versed in goddesses, you guys. Like it's I cannot do a podcast episode about it at this point in time. I do not know enough about it. But every now and again, like one will come up to me or like I'll be in a healing session for like my own personal self. And like, you know, the, the my mentor will say something about Persephone or Aphrodite or any of the goddesses, just like there's so many of Kali. So it's just wild, like which ones come up and how their themes are so potent and specific and like, wow, I needed to hear that and just like learn about what those goddesses do and how they support us and like what their stories are. Again, a lot of it's in like uh, certain mythologies and such. So take, you know, take it with the, take it with a grain of salt, you know, take from it what you will. But I was like, why is this coming up to me? I didn't even know who Celine was, the god, the moon goddess. So I'm like doing research on it. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. I'm going to include a bit about Celine, um, the goddess of the moon during the full moon circle. And then after we all kind of chat and I'll give everybody an opportunity to like ask questions about the full moon. Like, what is it bringing up for you? Oftentimes full moons illuminate things in our lives that are either really, really working or really, really not. So people have mixed um yeah, like mixed experiences. And often, guys, this is when I get the most DMs is during the full moon periods every single month. People are like, what's going on? Is there something astrological? And sometimes there is more, you know, if it's a, it's a retrograde of some sort of a planet or who knows, like a conversion. But a lot of times I'm like, oh, it was a full moon two days ago. And they're kind of like, but that was two days ago. Like we still experience the effects of the moon days ahead and days after. And if you're especially sensitive like me, I normally start feeling the effects of a full moon if it's a really, really strong one or if it happens to be in a a space in my astrological birth chart where it's a really, really like, like pull, like a gravity is like really pulling on that one based on like which house it's in. There's like so much astrology behind it to you guys based on like your specific birth chart and what sign you're in and all that good stuff. Um, like for instance, this was in cancer. So you could look on where cancer is in your chart and see like what, what theme or place in your life it could be affecting you. So sometimes I feel it really strong. Sometimes not at all because it doesn't affect me as much, but I get DMS every single full moon cycle of people asking questions, looking for answers, looking for somebody to hear them, to tell them like it is completely normal. And let's talk about why it is and how can I support you? And like me giving advice or me giving support. So this full moon circle is a way for you to get support for you to get your questions answered and for other people you get to hear other people's point of views what they're going through what what's coming up for them and that will expand you just exponentially and then I actually take you through a guided meditation and sound bath and group Reiki all at the same time for about 15 minutes. It is so beautiful, so juicy. I have new crystal bowls. I can't wait to use them during the full moon. Um 
during this full moon uh, circle. And so then after that, we come back and we kind of just journal out what came up for us and we just wrap things up. So there's just so much support in this full moon circle. So if you're interested, it's on Monday, January 17th, 2022. It's at 7 p.m. EST. That's East Coast time in the Americas. So if you are interested in doing that, please let me know and I get you signed up as soon as possible. Otherwise, I really hope you enjoyed this episode um, with the full moon coming up on Monday, even if you're not able to join the moon circle um, virtual with me and it'll be live. There will not be a recording. I meant to say that there's not a recording at this time. I don't have that ability right now. Um, It's just really potent to have you there in the energy of it on the full moon night. Get your crystals out. Practice creating a grid of your own. Um, Really, you might look up sacred geometry to get some inspiration and then create a grid of your own. When I do mine outside um, for... Uh, full moons, if, again, if it's not raining, using a, I always do a circle. I don't know. I, that's just what I feel really called to do. I know pen, people have done like a pentagon or a square even, or even triangle shapes or a triangle within a circle. Like use your intuition, play, allow your inner child to come out. Cause kids love this kind of thing too, guys. So if you have kids, like get them involved and like ask them like, which crystals would you like to bring out? Which, where should we put what, what shapes could we make? It's really, really fun to get them involved too because they do these things so intuitively and they know how magical crystals are. Like kids are just drawn to stones and things like that. So putting them outside and with your intention. So really focus on what is my intention with putting these out in the full moon. My intention if putting my crystals out in the full moon is for them to be fully released of any energy they've been holding for me from being in my home, from me wearing them from clients, fully released from that, sending it into Mother Earth to be transmuted, clearing out any energy that is not pure to that crystal and using the beams from the full moon even if it's cloudy outside the full moon is still supporting those crystals okay just like it supports the tides and it affects the tides and infusing it and charging those crystals with the high my hands are tingling right now which often happens when I do energy work wow the crystals are like yeah we're here (laughs) um infusing them with beautiful energy that is back to their most pure state bringing their healing properties to their strongest point so that when I utilize them and bring them back in the house for the next cycle, the moon cycle, that they are at their highest potency and support of me and um, are really clear and ready to support however I choose to use them. And I always thank them and, and really just thank mother, you know, grandmother moon to say, thank you so much for supporting with the cleansing of these crystals and Um, I usually spend some time outside if it's not too cold with the moon or with my crystals. So I hope that's supportive of you too. And if you create a crystal grid, I would love to see it. So whether you post on your Instagram stories or you just want to snap a picture and email it to me or DM me with it, I would love to see your crystal grids. I normally take a snapshot. It's normally a little dark, but I normally take a snapshot of my crystals in their little crystal grid that I've created intuitively every full moon. So you can follow me on Instagram at Hannah Johnson coaching. I'd love to see your crystal grid photos, whether you're doing it with the full moon or you're setting up a little space in your home, a little beautiful sacred place where you can pass by your crystal grid every day and just really put your hand on your heart with and anchoring in that intention of feeling the crystals supporting you and the energy of the sacred geometry, the energy of the crystals, helping to bring that intention to life with the support 
of the sacredness of the universe, support with that energy, opening up a portal to bring you your manifestation and your intention and, and creating so much beautiful um, uh, love and, and beautiful creations in your life. I'd love to see a photo. You can also email it to me at hello at hannahjohnsoncoaching.com. And if you'd like to register for the full moon circle on January 17th, 2022 at 7 p.m. EST. You can also DM me on my Instagram or email hello at hannahjohnsoncoaching.com. I look forward to hearing from you all. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.